Live audience today. Welcome back to the third floor, the show I do in my parents' attic. You can find us now on YouTube, on Apple for Podcasts, and Podbean, my hosting site. And I am opening up the DMs. Feel free to email us at the third floor pod at gmail.com. Be looking forward to those. Um, today is June, Tuesday, June 23rd. It's almost 11 o'clock at night, late night. Gotta go late down here, up here, down here. We're in the attic. Um, because it's, it's hot right now. It's like 90 all day and walking up into this attic, it's literally like a sauna up here. It's pretty intense. I, we still have two fans going and it's still really hot today though. I'm joined by my friends Katrina and Jack as the first ever live studio audience. You don't have to, stop. No, really, more. Third floor, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Uh (laughs) uh-huh. You know, it's just like been crazy since I started all this love. Um, Anyway, today it's just me, gonna do a solo pod. I've been doing like one of these a week, and um, I'm going to be talking about um, some things. I saw the Jeffrey Epstein special on Netflix. That was fucking crazy. Going to be talking about Four Locos and and the Roswell incident. A couple cool things to talk about today. Anyway, I would definitely give it a listen. Going to be a wild ride. And uh, let's just hop right in. Want to also actually shout out Craig Voss, CV. In the chat for watching I saw he subscribed I don't see every subscriber but Craig Voss hopped up and I would also if you have the means to do it go to Craig Voss's channel he has one upload and it is oh my god quality content it's only about six seconds some of the best six seconds you'll ever have <laughs> um what else has been going on um so a uh, buddy of mine, Eddie, Eddie Pinto, is going to be working on a little intro music for me soon. But he introduced me to this band. Jack, I actually meant to tell you about this band, Sticky Fingers. Totally think they're worth a listen. Um, but according to Eddie, if you listen to How to Fly, but you must be highly baked first. Take you to a new, new level. I love the song. Don't forget the name. Anyway, they got a couple other good songs, too. Uh, I've been singing Australia Street in my head all week. Um, couple, I listened to a couple of the other albums. Rum Rage is cool. Uh, but I would listen to them if you're looking for some new music or anything. It's alternative. They're Australian. And they're a group of, they're like five dudes, like really funky looking dudes. I think they got a good vibe to them. Uh... And that's Sticky Fingers. So Eddie introduced me to them. I love them. Anyways. Wanted to clarify something a little bit that I got into with, I believe, Jack and Puts in another episode. It was about, like, how different animals have different perception. I think, like, how they must see the world. 
And uh, I forgot to bring up um, an example about my lizard. Uh, I was just kind of saying how, like, a different animal, depending on whether you're a bird or a cat, like, a bird must only really be focusing on what's beneath it, must only see, like, little targets because it can pick out a bug from up in the sky. I don't know. Its vision must not be like us. It's perception of the world. And um, anyway, so the lizard, for example, I explained that it had a wide array of colors. Its eyes, it, has, it sees more colors than a human, which is kind of crazy. But what's even crazier is on the top of the bearded dragon's head, it has a third eye. It's just like, it's super tiny. You really can barely even see it. But what's cool about it is it detects shadows. Like, it just detects shadows. That's why it's not, like, a, literally an eye. Um, but, like, in terms of the perception thing that I'm talking about, like, imagine you're just seeing all day, like a regular human, but you have this third eye of shadows on your head. Like, how does that work into your vision how do you how does that work into your perception if you because shadows are going on all day whether it's light or whatever you know does it actively see the shadows all day is that like a third part of its field of view i don't know but it's definitely different from humans and there's you know a million other animals so I think that's a topic I'm going to, like, keep going into, like, just how different animals see the world completely differently. And maybe not even different animals, different, like, species, I guess. That's animal perception. <clears throat> um, I drank a Four loco on Saturday, and those things are fucking nuts. <laughs> they, like, they just rock me every time, and... What's crazy is that what's out there now isn't even the original formula, how it all started. I'm, I am literally dripping sweat up here. But uh, <laughs> Four loco, and this is all the way back in 2010, like got under a lot of heat for their ingredients. And I thought it was because there was cocaine in the drink, but that wasn't the case, sadly. Um, but it had... It had one depressant and three stimulants in it. And that's where it got its name, for loco. Um, so alcohol is a depressant. Caffeine, taurine, and guarana are the, like, the uppers. And um, obviously, like, and now all that stuff's out of it. Uh, well, other than the alcohol, of course. But it doesn't even have all four, like, contents anymore. But taurine is weird because... The rumor about it, and apparently it's not true, but that it comes from bull semen or bulls like balls. And I remember where I first heard it. For, it's in Red Bull. That's where it for, like, gets its whole thing. Hmm? Oritin. Oritin? It's origin. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's not... Yeah, but it like... Actually, the origin I knew it as was I heard about Hitler before a meeting with Mussolini. Like, Italy was about to pull out of the war, right? This the World War II and not be with Germany anymore because shit wasn't looking good or whatever. 
<clears throat> and uh, they set up a meeting between Hitler and Mussolini. And apparently Hitler was like a very notorious uh, drug user. And, um, and he was, I heard that he was getting taurine, but actually bull semen. He was actually drinking bull semen. And it got him so fucking fired up. He was also on like meth or something too. But this shit got him so fired up. He was like, it said in the documents, he was screaming at Mussolini for six hours during this meeting. And then Mussolini came back, like Mussolini in Italy came back into the war. So that's where I first heard of taurine. And they put that in for Loco. But they also put it in Red Bull. And not everyone who drinks Red Bull is Hitler. Yes, Jack? Yeah. It's, a, it's actually an amino acid. It's actually an amino acid, yeah. And then... Um, that's, how I, that's where I heard the I don't even know. That's what I was like... So weird, because it... Yeah, it's an amino acid. That's all I read everywhere. But... It, it's supposed to affect your brain immediately. But that's not really what an amino acid does, right? Yeah, yeah, so it wouldn't be like immediate action, yet it somehow works for that. Um, but it'd be cool to have an original Four Loco, like, that'd be pretty cool with all the four original Loco ingredients. Jack's going down to grab a couple Four Locos. I'm gonna get fucking nuts up here. Um, well, I was just thinking about... Oh, oh, I wanted to clarify something from my last solo episode where I was talking about, like, saving money and just buy a stock. Like, I even knew what the hell I was talking about. Um, in terms of saving money, when I was talking about don't put it into a savings account, put it somewhere where it can at least grow over time a little bit more. I kept saying stock, but really the best thing to do if you're not an active person with it is to get invested in like an ETF, which is um, basically it's just a large fund of government bonds, uh, things protecting against inflation, uh, large, <laughs> large business. Mom. Oh, mom. <laughs> hey, ma, keep it down. There's a podcast going up here. The meatloaf. Um, where was I? So ETFs, and it basically just broadly invests whatever money you put in in hundreds of different stocks that will just naturally. It's just like investing in the market, and the market through history has improved over time. But what I did that made me feel so confident that I should tell you guys whatever is when I was like pissed broke at school, uh, paying rent and fucking buying jewel pods, I was working at Wings Over. This wing place has a fry cook. I think I'll, I'll tell you guys about my fry cook days uh, soon, but not, not today. Um, but I worked there as a fry cook and didn't get paid great, but it really wasn't bad. And so I worked in the fall semester for a couple months and then I did my taxes and I couldn't believe I made 
like $3,000, like over $3,000 while I was at school. And even though I was paying rent and stuff, there was still other money for rent. I, there was, I had no money at this point when I saw my taxes that I made all that money. And I decided to start taking 10% of my check and put it into Acorns as an app, but Acorns invest your money into an ETF. And um, all I could do was get a three on, about $300 check. Sometimes it was $250, $300 from, from work. And then I would take out 25 bucks, 30 bucks, and throw it into my acorns. In just the spring semester, and it's not much, but I, I saved $300. And, uh, well, not, sa- yeah, save, put it aside. I saved $300. And with that, it was also up. The, it was a good time for the market. It was up another $60. It was like 360 And so that's really where I got the feeling like this is something to do over time. Enough talking about financials. Money's fake. It's all made up by the government. Actually, let's light up that blunt. I think it's a good time to light that up. Um... So here I got the uh, Roswell incident. This is like pretty interesting. I'm glad you're, you're here to hear this because we'll probably talk about this soon. So the Roswell incident happened in July 1947. That's what it was. And um, Roswell is a town. And there's this guy. Let me go to the page where I have all the notes. So... I guess simply I'll tell you what like happened on paper. Um, a weather balloon crashed there and um, the government came and picked it up and got it out of there. It was apparently a high-tech weather balloon. So uh, the original statement, Andy Jacobson wrote a book. That's where I read about it, Area 51. Um, on, an uncensored history of America's top secret military base. And uh, right after this shit happened, the, the guy Hawt or whatever released a statement. And um, what he said was, I'm just going to read it straight. The many rumors regarding the flying disc became a reality yesterday when the intelligence office of the 509th Bomb Group of the 8th Air Force, Roswell Army Airfield, was fortunate enough to gain possession of a disc through the cooperation of one of the local ranchers and sheriff's office of Chavez County. The local rancher was this guy, um, W.W. Brazel. The flying object landed on a ranch near Roswell sometime last week. Not having phone facilities, the rancher stored the disc until the time he was able to contact the sheriff's office, who in turn notified Major Jesse A. Marshall of the 509th Bomb Group uh, Intelligence Office. Action was immediately taken. The disc was picked up by the uh, military. Three hours after he released this, the same guy came back and... um, Denied that story, said it was a mistake. Bob, do it the right way. Come over here. I can't use my hands. Jesus Christ. So three hours after he releases this statement, just saying disc, whatever. Go ahead. Look it up on Wikipedia. But Wikipedia is full of lies, okay? They're just, they're trying to perpetrate a story. 
They know where they're coming from, and the government probably owns them too. Three hours after he makes this, he comes out and he says, like, that was incorrect. We made a mistake. It was a weather balloon, uh, whatever. But they went back, some UFO guys who, of course, were, I guess that's why it's a little swayed because they wanted the story to be like that. But they went back and they interviewed a bunch of townspeople. <clears throat> First thing that stands out, W.W. Brazel. He was the rancher who found the disc. Apparently it crashed somewhere near his property. He stowed it and didn't bring it for a couple days. And didn't really mention much about him in, in the, the official reports and stuff. But this guy was jailed for three weeks after this. He was in jail and not the town jail. He was away in jail and he didn't report anything else after to anybody. Number two was... From many people in the town, it's, it's widely recorded that there was a super abundant military presence after this happened. There were, for the next week or two, a lot of big cargo military trucks loading big boxes of who knows what the fuck all over town moving stuff. They were in and out in a week or something, but there was a huge presence for that week. <clears throat> This one, you know, I didn't talk to the coroner or anything, but this is crazy if true. The coroner was asked, he claims he was asked to make multiple child-sized coffins that were hermetically sealed. Hermetically sealed means completely airtight. So the coroner was asked to make child-sized coffins by the government. Why would this be? Because the locals also reported seeing the aliens there as well. They claim to have seen bodies. These are the people, this, uh, you know, I didn't do the research. I didn't go to Roswell, but was it a weather balloon? Ask Wikipedia. You'll have your answer. Get real, dude. Get real. <sighs> Anyway, we got here. I don't have much. I really don't have much. It's too hot to have too much. Um, but I have the Jeffrey Epstein thing, which was, like, scary. Just scary. Can we get that over here? I mean, are we sharing, or is that all for Katrina? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Katrina. So the Jeffrey Epstein thing was absolutely gross. Like... Basically, if you didn't see it, um, it tells it in four parts, starting with, like, down in Florida, where they did the recruiting phase, which that's just the recruiting done in America. Like, that's how I feel. They probably... I'll get to it. Then the next one is follow the money. Where did he get his money? And then the next one is um, the island, where really all the the grossest shit happened. Well, I, I mean, just as many gross shit happened in Florida. And then the fourth one was about his death. The fourth one's kind of stupid because no one knows anything about his death, so they were just kind of like saying what we all knew. But the first one 
uh, the recruitment stage is so, like, creepy to me. Because maybe it's just, like, my ignorance. Um, but I just assumed a lot of these girls, like, had been stolen from their families, like, taken away from other countries. Kid, like, I, I don't even know. But it was, uh, but it wasn't actually like that. Okay, sorry, we just had the attic door closing. Um, it really wasn't actually like that down in Florida. He, his house down there, his mansion, was right by a bunch of, like, schools and shit. And, um, he got the girls to basically recruit each other, all of them. It's just a spider web, it's a pyramid scheme, it's the most, like, simple way to be, like, you know, you get 200 bucks if you do the thing, the act, the sexual act, or you get 200 bucks if you just send another girl here. Because he'll, you know, the first time you go there, he does his thing, Jeffrey. Like, I won't even get into it, but the first time you go there, does his thing, and you get the 200, like, basically no matter what. And um, it's basically just a pyramid scheme. But as they kept going and going, the numbers were just racking up, the amount of girls. And certain girls, like this one woman now, was saying she recruited 24 girls herself. Because she never wanted to do it, but she was happy to accept the money. Well, not happy to accept it. She was just in, like, a bad place in her life, and she kind of needed it. Whatever. Um... So that was, that was really eye-opening how he used the girls, wasn't really lying. I really didn't think he lied to anyone in a sense. I mean, he did, you know, try and manipulate people. He's a great manipulator. That's what they said. That's really what they were getting to through a lot of it. But, but a lot of these girls worked for him. They did it for him. And that was, that was strange. But they also didn't expose a lot of celebrities. Any of the people known were, have been known, and I've, I've already heard the names, and I'm not even, like, super paying attention to that. And uh, so I felt like that lacked there. Like, it didn't really d drop a lot of information on other shit. And... Um, then the death episode was just kind of like shock because they didn't really know anything. And it does really leave you with a bad feeling, the way he died. Because he deserves so much worse. But um, I definitely believe in... No, I'm good actually. I definitely believe in like karma. So maybe it doesn't seem like he got it that bad. It doesn't feel like it either. But I really do believe in karma. And I don't know how he got it, but did a lot of bad shit, and you got to pay for that somehow. I know, because I'm going to tell a little story about kar karma. <clears throat> about Luke, karma. When I was in high school, my senior year, I... Drove a little Honda Civic and was a little beat up, a little old, the 98 Civic. Uh, she, she ran good. And she had a great um, e-brake. I could really 
send the thing if I wanted to pull the brake because the car was so light. And so I got a little too comfortable using that feature of the car. And one day driving home from practice, dropping some friends off, I hit a truck. I actually, my Civic so low to the ground, I had drifted around the corner and, and um, it was actually raining <laughs> and uh, I got under the thing. Is this incriminating? Should I not be? Well, I paid the fine. I did the time. Um, but, and I did stay. Like, I, so I went under his truck and it kind of fucked my car up because it's so little, so weak, and it, he had a big truck. And uh, I did stop for a second. I looked, his truck was fine, at least from my angle there. His truck was fine. And then I left. I dropped off my friends. I went home. I was so scared. I fucking lied to my parents, whatever. And, um, and then I decided to drive back to the house to see his truck, to see if I really, cause I didn't, I really didn't see anything when I looked back in the mirror and I like slowed down, but it was like going off. I got scared. I don't know what happened, but, um, I left and then I lied to my parents and then I went back to the scene of the crime, of course, cause I'm an idiot. And, um, <laughs> and so I went back there and it, the truck wasn't even there. Turns out, like, I ended up finding it, and his car was fine. Like, I saw the, the pictures or whatever. It just got nicked under. It was, like, the tiniest dent underneath whatever. But um, then he didn't even end up coming to court or anything. It was fine. I just had to pay for leaving the scene of an accident. And um, But it probably could have been, like, a hit and run if he was angry enough. And... And this is a story about karma. I'm getting to it. <clears throat> a couple years go by. I go off to school. We actually sold the Honda Civic for $250. I couldn't believe it. $250 we sold the Civic for. And I saw that thing running not too long ago on the other side of the highway. So it's still going. You saw it? Yeah, I, did. I never told. It was like six or seven months ago already. But I was just coming up... Uh, 208 and coming down is the silver hood white honda civic i i mean i would have known it from two miles away yeah but um anyway some time goes on and i we sold the honda civic while i was at school so i didn't really need a car if i came home whatever and then over the summer i got a job and and i really needed a car and uh my parents helped me out and, and um we got a Subaru Forester, and I love the thing. It's a hatchback. It's a really cool car. On the fifth day, fifth or sixth day, I had the car. Uh, I just went to go pick up some pods with Cal. And I turn a left around the corner, and I park on the left side of the street, which sounds weird, but it's a one-way. Um, park on the left side of the street, and... I say, like, let's go, Bob. Like, let's go, Cal. Let's go inside. She's like, no, I want to stay in the car. <laughs> and uh, I convince her to come out of the car. And we start walking. The store is perpendicular to where I parked. So it, my car is here. Um, you 
turn around as you get out of my car you walk up and you make a right and then the store is just there like one store up but we literally just turn the corner so I can't see my car anymore we're just walking talking like usual and uh, you hear go like actually two bounces because he hit my car so hard it hit the fucking Cadillac right in front of me um, luckily that lady was cool and it was a big truck so it was like unaffected um, but this big white van smashed into it going so like pretty fast because it moved mo- completely moved my car into another car and um, I was like oh fuck you know this I literally just got this thing but I look around I see a camera here I look down the street I see a camera there I look behind me near near the BB store, like I see a camera there. I'm like, all right, like I'm pretty sure we got this guy. This is a pretty hot spot to to do something like that and just go away. And neighbors are coming out. This one guy was drinking out there and he had a camera by his garage, whatever. You know what? It doesn't matter. The cops didn't fucking do anything. Like they didn't even look into it. They were. I went back three times for the police report. I never got it. They were still looking for the third car, the Cadillac's person's insurance. I, it fucking, they never did anything. But that was karma, right? <laughs> At least I paid, paid for it. I don't know. Weird note to end it on, but I'm ending it. Um, so I've been trying out new thoughts for an outro, actually. And I wrote down a lot of lot of things here. So I'm thinking like I'm going to just comment on the video I just did. Thank the fans. And, uh, and then rip a tagline. And um, so that video was weird. Uh, thank you for watching. This was the third floor pod with Sos. And go fuck yourself. <laughs> no, 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 no. That one's not that good. I got more. I got more. Um... This was the third floor. I'm Luke Sosa. And if you don't like me, eat dirt. <laughs> Wait. There's got to be better ones. Um, oh, can't read that. Um, hi. Uh, 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 goodbye. I'm Luke Sosa, third floor pod. Um, children are our future, but they will also take our jobs and our women. That's a good one. I like that one. I get a little intense. Um, where's that? Where's that reeling? Oh, this was the third floor pod. I'm Luke Sosa, and look into George Natarashvili citizenship. That's good. I'm gonna end it on that.